signifies my surrender of sobriety. I suffer from anxiety, so don't I do it quietly. If I've gotta be in pain, best to do that shit in privacy. If I can't ignore the hurt, maybe I can ignore the irony. I know too well how this ends. With bartenders and night friends, I'm not ignorant of the trends. I'm best enough, no pretend. No, you've been hurt previous. Would never do your dirt on purpose. I'm not that devious. Little do they know that I left the queen on please. Now I'm a peasant in the streets and can't fulfill his own needs. I smoke when I know I'm sick. Drink when I know I'm sad. Kill myself in the short run so I don't have to enjoy the long runs. Rappers did not get it. I should have acted better, so I pulled out this notepad. Wrote you this love letter. I never gave it to you. So afraid of how you'd act, knowing how you were so perfect. So afraid of any cracks. Everything fell in place. So There we go. We did it. I like it. it. I like it. So much. Thank you so much. Oh, man. I like it. That is so good. This is Zane Thomas. We got Zane Thomas here on his phone recording in Portland. And I'm in Seattle. Thank you, Zane, for coming and being here. Thank you for having me. Yes. How are you doing today? Doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's uh, it's raining over here. I don't know if it's raining over there, but uh, it's Seattle, so probably. Well, I'm in my garage, and it does not have any windows, so I cannot see it. I think it's, I think it's just gray and kind of crummy outside. Uh, I will say yesterday it was raining so hard while I was in my garage that I thought that there was a raccoon or something trying to get in, uh, but it was just... <laughs> Just the rain coming down so hard after it was it was like the end of whatever blizzard there was last week. They just decided it just decided to turn into very hard rain. Yes. <laughs> I like your idea about the raccoon a lot more than I like the, the rain thing. Yeah, no, just just a bunch of raccoons that just want to hang out in my garage. Um, <laughs> well, welcome them to the podcast. That's right. No, I, I actually when I was in where was I? It was somewhere. I think it was. Yes, it was in. Indonesia long time ago and and when you go to these 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 countries that have these kind of beachy kind of places for foreigners to hang out at there's mm-hmm. always some kind of like hippie kind of area uh where somebody has some weird animal that they've domesticated <laughs> and I remember sitting at this like bar while people were probably getting high and doing shrooms and there was just this person sitting there who had somehow adopted or found a baby raccoon that was and raccoons are smart they 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 know how they know people and they and what's crazy is they are like rodent slash cats slash bears with opposable thumbs Wow, that is a really accurate description of raccoons that I have not heard before, but is now how I will describe them. Yes, yes, and 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 then if you go to the zoo, you can see their, I guess, kinder-looking cousin called the red panda. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that was we were listening to your new your new EP, right? Yes, yes. We finally released it. I didn't have to shave off all of my hair because I kept getting pushed back. You did or did not? I did not. I did not. No, that's, this would be a heck of a way to find out. You heard it here first, folks. I am bald. You're bald. You're bald. And that and there, there was a, there was something that you you had like a uh, uh, something set up to where that if you're it had gotten released on time you would shave your head. No, if it didn't get released on did, time, did, I pushed it, it back oh, okay. any further. Oh yeah, I was committing <laughs> to that. Okay. 
Okay, well, your hair is 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 a big part of this album. It's on the cover. It is. Album. Yeah, that's that's I was really hoping things would work out because it's kind of my whole personality. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to release another one just called <laughs> Zane Zane Bald, Baldness. I don't Zane, know. I know. I like your idea. We'll workshop it a little bit. But this is this where there's a sequel sequel does sequels to albums is great. It's a great thing. Well, you could always dress up that there's that thing of Mr. Clean dancing. You could <laughs> you could hold a mop. Hey, I, I'm I'm down for rebranding at any point, so uh, we'll we'll workshop this. <laughs> well, so you're here and you're doing this album, and what is this album all about? What would you like to say about it? Yeah, um, so it's called A Chance to Start Again, and uh, it's honestly it's kind of interesting because like a chance to start again i wouldn't even say is one of my favorite tracks but it's definitely it was suggested to me by the person who was helping me pre, uh mix and master the album mm -hmm. it was just like hey call it a chance to start again and i i really feel like it's it's kind of a message that uh is it's kind of uh it's it's very much in my life right now is 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 starting again in a way just using some of your most difficult moments as a way to as as a platform to build from mm -hmm. because i feel like a lot of times we have you know what what can be viewed as our worst moments and we just we we think of that as the end that was that was this is this is the bookend this is where you know it all built up to and this is all it ever was and i those are opportunities focus and you know make better decisions and and just just all in all, do better. Yeah. And there's a lot to, to, to kind of unwrap here sure. about starting again. I and I and you know, I I always feel that it's important for people to for for people to give people another chance to start again. Sure, uh, sure. Particularly if you know, things have happened to us or we've done things. I mean, there, there's all sorts of things. I mean, I, I, I sometimes even think back to being like even a teenager and, 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 and getting involved in situations that I felt ashamed of sure, and, sure. And, and just feeling that, that feeling of just wanting to be better than I was yesterday. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and you you you've kind of done comedy for a while, but how long have you done done music? And what made and, and, and I under, you can get into this, but kind of what made you decide that hey, this is the direction I want to go with with my hip hop or rap or what what do you call, classify it as? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely um, I classify it as as hip hop. Um, and you know the reason that the thing that really took me in that direction was I would say probably when I was like fourteen, I had discovered an artist called Atmosphere and. That was music that spoke to me in a way that like other music hadn't because I, I haven't really lived, you know, a, a gangster for, la you know, for lack of a better word, a gangster experience. You know, I, money, women and cars are all things that I've never had. So it's not been something that like I would get be braggadocious about. So <laughs> it was it was it was it was me being unable to connect with other forms of music and then finally finding a, a form of music that I connected with more. And understanding the importance that that had in my life and wanting to create that same space for other people. Because 
a lot of times that music saved my life. There were days that had I not listened to some of those songs, I don't know if I would be here having this conversation with you. And, and, and that's atmosphere that. From, yeah, yeah, from, that was probably one of the first people who you know just could, who he could he could rap about being sad, and I that was something I'd never seen before. I was like, no, you have to be you have to either be happy or cool or you know just. It was always stuff that I couldn't relate to. So, you know, finally finding a form of music that I could relate with and that, you know, I wanted to create for other people to relate with was, was just really my. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it sounds like you're trying to find a means to be authentic. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. With, 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 your, with your music and, and, and I even try to find that, strike that balance when I'm kind of being a, a doing comedy as well like how do you maintain authenticity with yeah. and 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 get people to to be pulled into to who you are while also i don't know there's there's like boundaries and there's also trying to maintain this, this authenticity to make sure that the music kind of translates to in a way that you want it to be understood yeah, well, it's definitely, it's a delicate balance just because, you know, what's authentic, especially like in comedy is, you know, your goal is to make people laugh. So if you're being more authentic than you are being funny, then doing your job. Mm -hmm. So there's always this delicate balance, you know, and just to say the same about, you know, the hip hop, like I could say the most real stuff, but if it doesn't rhyme, it's not hip hop. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just a, it's a, it is a delicate balance of, of doing what you set out to do while also doing what uh, allows you to grow at the same time. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm just thinking about the video game influence here. For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I, that's what I again. noticed. When I, it, it sounded like some Street Fighter was on the chance to start again. Oh, right? man. I, I, now that you mention it, I probably should have gone that direction. <laughs> I thought I heard Street Fighter on there. Oh, man. they were, So the the the. Super Smash Bros. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. I was pulling the pulling the curtain back, um, and then there was uh, there was like some Yoshi sounds in there. If you listen back, you're like, oh yeah, yes. that is the sound of Yoshi. There's some coin sounds. Uh, I really just went through a bunch of samples from uh, what was it uh, from? Oh, man, I'm trying to remember. It was yeah from Super Smash Bros. And they they're just like I'm like oh these are all sounds that like I remember playing with and yeah you know it was, it, it was cool to kind of make it a part of of the song and just I, the the message that goes along with that. Yeah no no now I remember the Yoshi sound. Yeah, that, that you I won't heard. be able yeah. to unhear it, so you're welcome. I can totally I know well you know the sound. I, no, and, <laughs> and, and like I, said, I have a son and he he we definitely play some Smash Brothers as yeah. well. Yeah, no, that there was. It reminded me. Have you ever heard of? There's a Korean group called Drunken Tiger. Have you heard of them? I have not, but they sound pretty sweet. Yeah, when I when I lived over in Korea, the the one of my Korean friends, he he he, you know, I was asking about what kind of rap music they had, and he said, "Oh, you need to listen to Drunken Tiger." And I don't know, I, his English. Uh, we I, there was things that were lost in translation when we were trying to communicate, but I think he was trying to tell me that that because it was at the time when Eminem was at the the height of his success and he was trying to tell me that these korean rappers rapped faster than eminem rapped Ooh. but they 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 incorporated a lot of street fighter uh uh uh, uh, uh sounds into their into okay their rap as well see it's a good thing i didn't do it otherwise it would have already been done i know i had already it had already been done yeah Possible. 
Yeah. So, um, you have, you're doing this album yes. and a lot of it's about a chance to start again, uh, or at least that that's the song. And, and, and what would you say kind of the overarching theme to the, is there a theme to this album or is yeah, there? A- yeah, honestly there, there is. And I would say it's honestly kind of a theme to all of my music. Um, so the first song on there is a chance to start again. It's about me basically having a conversation with my mom. Uh, about you know my drug use and and how uh, how difficult it must have been because she was watching me use drugs and alcohol as a way of coping and she had also used drugs and alcohol as a way of coping when she had lost her daughter and I was using them as a way to deal with losing my best friends so um, there's you know obviously a chance to start again in that situation and then you know the next song is about uh my grandparents and just kind of their love and me coming back to america after my uh, grandfather had passed away in a car accident and my grandmother uh was the one who was still alive and so in a way it was it was kind of just me talking about like hey like yes things are bad but like this is another opportunity for things to be better and the same thing with the chance to start again where it was like Hey, yes, I'm using drugs, but you know, this is an opportunity for me to see the error in what I'm doing and, you know, maybe be an advocate for, you know, drugs and alcohol, uh, not, not an advocate for them, but you know, just (laughs) (laughs) that's what normal hip hop is for. Yeah. Um, You're you're not (laughs) saying a chance to start using drugs again. That's yeah, exactly. This is a chance for me to start doing meth again. This will be fine. It's not, it's not, (laughs) not that. Not that message, not that message. And, uh, you know, just just about every song on the album. Just basically about how something difficult happened, but I was able to um, extrapolate a, a meaningful message from it, you know, whether it was my own use and abuse or whether it was, um, you know, like the last song on the album, which is about George Floyd. And it was it was kind of in a way representative of me standing back up and being like, hey, I want to use my voice for something. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I was afraid for so long that like I didn't have anything to say. And even if I did, no one would listen. And it wasn't until I was performing this song, protests that went on in Portland for over 100 days, you yeah. know, in front of people who just re- genuinely connected with the message. And that was before that song was ever good. It was just the lyrics. Like yeah. it had the guitar and the lyrics and that's all it ever was. And, wow. you know, to to be like people really people really connected with that message, just the words, and then to finally, you know, be able to uh, musically do to that song what I was able to do lyrically. Like, it's just, it, all of it has been an opportunity for me to experience a lot of growth. So you were you were playing this live outside during, when the, the when, during all the whole protests and, 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 yep. and things were going on. And you said that, were you playing the guitar or was somebody playing it with um, you? So yeah, the, the guitar is a sample. Um, okay. okay. But it was, but originally it was like, there was drums on it and the drums weren't mixed well. So you could, but the first time I performed, it was on this very tiny speaker in front of like what had to have been at least, at least like a 500 people. Like there was, there was so many, I'm looking, I'm literally looking out at how many people are in this crowd and it's probably the biggest crowd I've ever performed in front of. And it's like, my lyrics had to carry that song because musically it it just wasn't being done. And, you know, I didn't realize that at the time. I'm like, Oh, this is a good song. And it wasn't until looking back later that I was like, okay, the lyrics carried this, the lyrics are good, but the music may not be there. And so it's just kind of been, 
realizing that I have something and being able to actually, uh, being able to create, create what's in my mind, you know, because I feel like whether it's with jokes or whether it's with music, we have this idea of, I'm going to say this, this is how people are going to react. And it's not until you bring that in front of people a couple times to see like, oh, this has legs, like I should keep working on this or like, oh, maybe this message people aren't connecting with as much. So I, you know, I'll figure out a better way to write it. There's uh, yeah, there's just been a lot of opportunities for growth and, you know, just, I guess, seeing that there is, yeah. that that's an important thing to see in yourself and other people. Yeah. Uh, a couple things. So I'm going to just, since the last thing you're talking about was connection, how did you, how are you aware when, I mean, I, uh, when, 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 how are you aware that when, when you're, when you're getting some kind of feedback or something that that's not connecting, how do you, how, what is your process to understand that? Oh goodness, I'm going to, I have to adjust what I'm doing lyrically or adjust something. How, how do you understand? Yeah. How do you see the visualize that connection when it's not connecting in a way that, that makes sense for you? Well, I think that something that we're all genuinely looking for is, is connection. And when we don't feel like we're connecting or we don't feel connected with it, creates a lot of, I guess, stress because, you know, it's, I, I've, I've spent some time in, in China and I learned a lot about the language and I learned mostly about language is that we can speak the same language, but we may not have the same understanding of a word, you know, mm -hmm. my idea of a bad day and your idea of a bad day could be two different things, but we both use the phrase bad day. So we think that we both understand each other. So in that us in that respect when somebody or something isn't connecting i i almost always say what am i doing wrong um it's almost never like oh the, this must be the audience the audience sucks and that's why they didn't like my joke or the audience sucks and that's why they didn't like my rap you know there's going to be people that my jokes or my music is going to be more specifically for but to say that it's not for somebody is solely on them is it stops me from being able to grow because I don't see what I could be doing better. Yeah. And then there, there, yeah, I, I sometimes see comedians that that's, that is part of their shtick too, where they try to lean into the, the, the lack of connection and eventually the, the audience guys gets are... What was that? Oh, it's, it's, it's like, oh, you guys aren't smart enough. I feel like that's a, a very common It uh, cut out there reaction. when I asked you what was that, so I don't know. <laughs> of course it did. Of course it did. No, I was just saying that it's very common for uh, comedians or even entertainers in general just to say, oh, uh, what, it's because you guys aren't smart enough? Or, oh, you guys just don't get my humor? Or No, I... I... Go ahead. Yeah, no, I think of this one comedian, Neil Hamburger, whose whole thing is just making everybody. It's like there's uncomfort and then there's like really uncomfortable. If you've ever listened to any of yeah. his, his stuff, it's just really, you know, if you if you if you show up for the first time, you're like, I don't like this. And then then you see that that's what he's doing is trying to just make you feel really uncomfortable till you just kind of get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> which sounds very toxic uh. <laughs> yeah but but he but he as a person is not like that that's like his character sure. is uncomfortable 
and then right 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 no i i there's there's nothing that makes me more uh that i enjoy more than like making somebody laugh at a joke that they weren't necessarily trying to laugh at you know like i, I have like i tell like race jokes you know yeah. and like a lot of people in portland don't want to laugh at that so when they do laugh at it it's like Haha, all right cool you know like i i get i get the i get the idea but it's definitely um you know, I, I, and I think there's a certain amount of, you know, just if, of knowing something is good and just kind of being able to stand by that, you know, like whether it's a joke or whether it's a song being like, no, this is something that I've created. I'm happy with. And, you know, the, I'm happy with the way that it is. And if you're not, then like, that's, that says more about you than it does me. What do you like most about Portland? Let's see. Um, honestly, I just love the mindset. It's uh, I've grown up in a lot of very rural places and they were very toxic. They were, they were full of toxic masculinity. They were full of racism. Mm -hmm. And I came to Portland, honestly, because those were two things I was trying to escape. I was trying to escape the need to feel uh, the need to feel masculine, the, the need to feel like I was something that like I, I just I wasn't and I didn't identify with. And I felt so much shame for, you know, I was like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not the, the typical man. I'm not the typical black man. You know, I'm not the, I'm not what everybody thinks that I should be. Therefore I'm, you know, I'm flawed in some way. And I, you know, just, just the, the mindset of being able to, you know, call out bad behavior, call out, you know, something that was racist, call out something that you felt uncomfortable with. Like I've always just appreciated that about Portland because that kind of behavior allows growth to happen um, mm -hmm. because people may not realize that they are being harmful until it's brought to their attention. And once it is brought to their attention, it's up to them to change it. But until then, you know, like, I don't know. I, it's, I, I don't know. I guess I've just always appreciated that this place is honest. It's authentic and it's, uh, it's rainy on the fucking days that it's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> and you said the thing that that you should be like you you you, you there was uh, I, I don't know if that was growing up but 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 you're you're referring to the the you're not the thing that that you should be or, or yeah. what does that mean like what 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 were things that 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 you may have thought <laughs> you have been or other people you believe thought you should have been like I've I uh, like when I lived in China for a while there was these two dudes super gross uh, super toxic. And they were just like, they were constantly saying like just demeaning things about women. And it made me uncomfortable because I didn't want to say those things. And I didn't know how to react to those things. Mm -hmm. And every time I would try and say something that was, you know, like me trying to fit in, it felt fucking gross, you know, yeah. but it's, it's always felt like that. It's always felt like I've, I've been in these, these groups where it's like, Oh, Hey, did you see your blah? You know, it's just like, I feel like I've always been in, places where it was like it was just common not just common but expected to to talk about to talk about women like that so it's to be in a place where it's like it's more it's more normalized to be respectful than it is to be disrespectful is extremely refreshing yeah and just where do you kind of if you idealize kind of where you see like if you could put yourself in a in an ideal situation of like how, you know there's this you know thing where people have like a common misconception of how they see themselves sure you know it doesn't line up with the, how the world sees like you have your perception of yourself and you, there's the perception that other people see you and sometimes it's an inaccurate perception of yourself does that make sense sure sure okay so 
how do you want people to like see you or hopefully portray you as? Yeah. Um, or how do you want to see yourself? I, I mean, if you can kind of get into that ballpark of understanding where we're getting at with this. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I guess it's uh, there's a lot of. I was talking about this, and and I don't, maybe I'll be able to describe it to you better. But basically. I don't like taking pictures because I don't like the idea of somebody taking a snapshot of me that is imperfect and unchangeable to, to me by me. Mm -hmm. But I realize that that's what everybody is doing anyways. Like that's what life is, is people taking a snapshot of you that may not be representative of how you see yourself. Mm -hmm. So if I had an ideal way to be seen, it would be, I want to be seen as, as a voice to people who have wanted to give up, who have, for one reason or another, felt that there wasn't any more growth for them to have because they have failed so hard. Uh, I've struggled with, with mental illness and addiction in various ways over my life and made mistakes that I may never be able to properly apologize for. And because of that, I've wanted to end my life on, you know, I wanted to end my life when it was perfect, you know? So it's like for, for things to have gone wrong and me to have felt like there was no, no chance to start again, it, it made me want to give up. And so I guess the ideal way that I would want to be viewed is as somebody who has made mistakes, but as somebody who has used those mistakes to uh, become an advocate for various causes and uh, yeah, just it's just somebody who's who's an advocate for various causes and entertaining in in every uh, every platform that I try and reach, whether it's music, whether it's comedy, whether it's uh, you know my podcast. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of causes, I know that you, you you've mentioned mental health as as kind of one of those things. Can you speak more to your your background, like? I mean, however you want to go into that, you're dealing with mental health or, or what what your hope is to, to offer for mental health. Yeah. Be next in terms of how you kind of uh, merge that with your art. Sure, sure. So uh, I was actually introduced to mental health uh, at a very young age. My mom was, um, she was very much into just kind of the, I guess, she used mental health as what it felt like to me as an excuse. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm depressed. And I would be like, Oh, okay, well that's just an excuse. She's I'm anxious. So I can't go out today. And I'd be like, Oh, that's an excuse. Um, mm -hmm. She later discovered skills like DBT and mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, you know what it is. Dialect. What, how do you, how do you say it? Dialect. Dialect behavioral therapy. Yes, exactly. Super, super important, really good skills. But she tried to give me all this information and I just wasn't at a position in my life where I was receptive to it because I was, I was still a teenager and because I was a teenager, I was rebelling. And had it been religion, I would have rebelled against that. Had it been, you know, anything else, I would have rebelled. Long time not believing in mental illness, mental health uh, skills. I spent a long time not believing in any of it. And it wasn't really until I got older that, uh, you know, I understood better that like depression doesn't mean that you're sad. Sometimes it means that you could have everything that you've ever be severely depressed. Mm -hmm. Um, and as far as anxiety, you know, I was like, Oh, that just means you're, you're nervous. Sometimes it's like, no, for me, anxiety, 
I became so paranoid and delusional that like I was convinced that my friends were trying to get me to take my um, bipolar was something I had been diagnosed with. Even I had no idea what it even meant. I just thought it was a disease that shitty people use as an excuse, you know, <laughs> which might, you know, sometimes be true. But on the times that it's not, it's important to know that it's not true like that every time. Because there are people who struggle with this disease and, you know, the mood swings can, can ruin your entire life in a moment. Like every, the person who you fight to not be every single moment, you could be in a mood swing and everything changes because of that. So I guess it went from not believing in it at all to understanding it and having it affect my life in ways that like, I was like, okay, this is real to make me understand that like this was something that needs to be talked about because the stigma behind it is what has kept so many people out of the opportunity to to better themselves because they don't need know that they could be better or that they should be better or that it doesn't have to be as bad as it is yes it is it is really it is really hard as you kind of described to to sometimes see when your own mental health is affecting you, people don't often know that that's what's going on. And they, and and until you start feeling healthier, then you see like how depression or anxiety or other mental health issues are really impacting you. And then you, and, and, and the uncomfort too sometimes happens when you start to feel better. Yeah. Because not only are you starting to feel better, it's a new feeling to feel yeah. good consistently. Yeah. And it's almost scary. <laughs> you're yeah. like, I, I, should, I don't deserve this. I shouldn't feel good. I'm so used to feeling bad. It's you're, you're comfortable in the discomfort. Right. And, and, and well, what anxiety, you know, yeah. I, when I was a kid, I just thought of it as being nervous, but anxiety is, is really patterning, patterning your behavior around doing the same thing over and over again for control purposes, but also for the idea that, that even though you know it's not healthy for you, you do it over and over again because stepping outside your comfort zone to something that could be being more assertive or happy feels more uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. So we continue to do the same thing over and over again, which is why people get in the same unhealthy relationships. Yeah. Uh, why people- Stay at the same job. Stay at the same, same job. Because there's that there there's a fear of of doing something different. I I I was watching some show a while ago, and 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 because I work in behavioral health, uh, 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 there was it was it was a, one of these reality shows. There was a contest show, and the person said the contestant said he was waiting for the judges to deliberate, and he said, you know, it's what's more nerve wracking is is the waiting feels like when you're when you when your mom calls you and finds out you did something wrong and she says you just wait till i get home the waiting, <laughs> the waiting is way worse because yeah. you start building up these things and then you might even get impulsive and do something that's worse or you try to cover yeah. your tracks and you're just waiting you're like i just want it and i've heard even people in like abusive relationships will say you know it's it's it like they almost just want the thing to happen yeah and 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 sometimes the other person this is where where domestic violence stuff can happen is where somebody finds himself like the, the other person knows that and then they 
about them and the vote the more the person who kind of was portrayed as a victim or something then that in the situation uh -huh. then uh the the and the perpetrator in that situation may try to uh uh continue their anxiety or 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 build it or up and use it as yeah use it as a form of manipulation yeah, yeah. Like, use it as a form of manipulation to make the individual who is actually being harmed like feel like it is their fault yeah yeah, yeah. no i can and, see that i can see it, that it is it is very crazy how how <laughs> how our brains work and try to survive i mean it's really your brain is trying to survive even if it does unhealthy things for you yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's self-preservation. And yeah. I, I, the thing that I've, you know, understand about anxiety is that, you know, it was, was like a, uh, it was like a defense mechanism before where it was like, okay, I need to keep me alive. Like if, if I do this, you know, if I go outside of this group, then, you know, if I upset this group, then that means I'm going to be fed to the wolves and getting fed to the wolves means that I'll die. And so my brain reacts to anxiety and, you know, maybe feeling outside of a group or, you know, any, any of those things that, you know, we're afraid of like how we're being portrayed or represented. Mm -hmm. That fear is what, you know, it's, it's basically a fear of death. You know, it feels like death. You're like, Oh, if, if I don't survive within the, you know, the structure of this unit, then that means I'm by myself. And if I'm by myself, I die. Yet you are doing some of the most anxiety-provoking things of being a performer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm just like, what if I just do all of these and uh, constantly doubt myself? <laughs> well, well, I, that, I mean, yeah. And, and, I mean, at least I've found, you know, because it, it, I, I myself, like, have dabbled in performance for a long time, but I didn't really sure. were consistently doing it and until recently but i found that 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 all the doubt you have about yourself uh builds up over time until you start committing to the thing that you really feel is your passion yeah and it's and it's a weird sensation and you can tell me your take on this but i found that i you know i when i first started first went to an open mic you know a couple people said i did a good job and they thought it funny and i was like yeah 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 whatever and then people kept saying it and then you're like really is that yeah. am i really Am I really like funny or what is it yeah. about me? And then people start saying they really like your like like they like your personality and they 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 and, and you're like really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. I hate my personality. Like, how can anybody like this? Um, <laughs> and, and and then then you're trying to balance out like a, a, not that I have an, a narcissistic ego, but you're like, well, maybe maybe I should like myself a little bit more. Sure, sure. See, that's the problem is that you, just by you saying I maybe I should like myself, you had to preface it by saying maybe this is a narcissistic ego. Yeah. You know, it's like just just even liking ourselves, we're like, no, nope, no, nope, that's probably that's what you know selfish people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and and, and narcissistic people wouldn't even like think to call themselves narcissistic exactly. because they don't think there's anything wrong with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Narcissistic, that sounds like a fly, and I don't have any of those. No, that's everybody else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But 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 I deep down they, they know there's something wrong. They just can never get to the place of uh of uh, of acknowledging. They're really difficult. They're really it can be really challenging people to, to work with. And yeah, we, yeah. We, we run into them from time to time. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially well, in the mental health field. I'm I'm definitely, you know, it's it's interesting to get your take on it because you know, I feel like a lot of uh just kind of like
media that I consume is is everybody just being like, yes, narcissists. Everybody turn on them. Those people suck. And it's like, no, those people are also struggling with their own issues and demons. Yeah. Like that's, you know, yeah. not being able to register that you think too highly of yourself keeps yeah. you from. Are you there? There you go. Okay. Oh. Hey, cut out. Cut out. <laughs> you said you, you just back up a couple sentences and then restart again. Start again. Yeah, start again. Hey, I have a chance. Um, yeah. No, I was just saying that, like, you know, uh, narcissistic people, uh, people, you know, everyone's just like, yeah, fuck those people. Those guys suck. They always think about themselves, but it's like, yeah, they have their own issues. And it's, you know, just understanding that, that it's, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, now that you mentioned, now that they cut out, I remember what the hell I said. No, it's, it's, it's really hard. So when you, the thing about, you know, I have, hard to have compassion for, I guess. It is, it is It is. easier for for people to I remembered what it was to I, have compassion for people who are narcissistic. Yes. Uh, then it <laughs> often is for them, which makes it, us not want to have compassion for them. Yeah, they, that's what I remember what I was going to say. No, no, I totally forgot. <laughs> I had it for like three seconds. It's gone. It's gone. Um, no, I guess it's just like the problem with narcissistic people is that like you want to have compassion for them, but because they're so self-centered, it's just like I I can't care for those people. Like, can care about themselves. Like, I care about that. This person just only thinks of themselves. Like, why would I think of them more? Yeah, and then oftentimes they're they're truly you know damaged i mean everybody kind of has their damage but they're they're damaged in a way that 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 it's so compartmentalized that that the minute you try to kind of scaffold the thing back mm -hmm. they will they oftentimes will turn against you mm -hmm. because yeah. <laughs> you're in my wheelhouse now of mental so then there's like personality disorders of narcissism and borderline personality and the different and in in they, they they oftentimes get uh I don't want to generalize too much, but you know, men often get get into the category of narcissism, and and women often get categorized generally. And I have a lot of issues around this, particularly when I see teenagers who who get categorized as borderline personality disorder. Because I'm saying, you know, no, they're 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 teenagers, but 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 the the thing that I often notice with with borderline personality disorders is that those folks tend to have a big reaction towards things and there's a lot of remorse because they, they 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 don't seem like they're aware but they're, they're they are actually very aware and are also just very vulnerable and try mm -hmm. to mask that narcissistic folks tend to to not even go there and and those two together can be a very cha very chaotic uh yeah. relationship uh, uh uh because one is one is very much needing and the other one is very much controlling yeah no i can see that i can see that and the yeah. borderline personality is sort of something that like my mom i think at some point was just like hey i have this uh here's a, a packet of like what to expect and understand and honestly i don't <laughs> think i even read it don't think i even read it i'm a terrible son i shouldn't be an advocate i don't know who i am but now i know a little bit more so your mom gave you a packet and said this is a packet on borderline personality pretty much pretty um, much it comes with a surprise in the middle of it and the, the, the surprise is that you're gonna need therapy when you're an adult <laughs> um but right now it's all your fault i could never admit 
that any of this was mine, please love me. That's, <laughs> that's essentially what it is. Is like, please, please, I'm going to say everything awful about you that I can, but please don't go away. Because there's, just... no, there's no way that could be my mom because she is constantly apologizing for things that aren't even her fault. <laughs> oh, then, then she's that's why probably... Probably so much not. confusion. So yeah. much confusion. That's that's yeah. really why I had such a hard time, you know. And it's there's there was self-diagnosis that happened during the nineties and the even early two thousands that like, you know, we were just now even exploring the idea. So it was like, you know, everybody's like, Oh, I'm I'm so OCD. It's like, no, you you know, you like your shoes in a row. That doesn't mean that like you tapped the doorknob three times. Yeah. No, no, the the, the yeah, O C D uh, uh, uh I mean I mean, the thing with mental health is like you only need to address it if it's if it's causing problems in your life. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's like having a fear of tarantulas or whatever. You know, if you live out here in the Northwest. Yeah. You're not going to necessarily go out of your way to go address it. But if you. Yeah, absolutely. But. And that goes for other things too, but but you know, uh, I, I, we OCD it, it can vary. You know, it, it if it's very the the interesting thing is when I've worked with folks who have OCD, they are very good at making you as a therapist or a mental health provider feel like you have done a great job. Mm-hmm. And I have found when I went for supervision that I was actually doing a terrible job. Okay. Because they they will do whatever they can to get out of the situation a lot of the time that you're trying to help them deal with. Sure. And they will sit tell you that the the the, the counseling is working great because again they don't want to give up their routines even though it's 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 rational irrationality like they they understand what is going on is not rational but they often feel this that compulsive uh, compulsive to continue doing this behavior. Because they've yeah. gotten this habit in them and it reduces their anxiety about something that oftentimes they don't want to deal with or they're worried yeah. that if you do deal with, things are going to get worse. So, sure, sure. And it, 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 it goes it, back it, to that comfort thing where it's just yeah. like I've, I've become used to this discomfort. I've become used to, yeah, I have to do this all the time, but I'm used to it. Yeah. So this is so you're you so a lot of these things that you're talking about kind of play into what you're 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 trying to build with your music and and career. Yeah, right? absolutely, absolutely. Uh, mental m- mental health awareness is it's some like I said it was something that like I had such a hard time struggle I had such a hard time understanding and and you know dealing with that like until it it became unmanageable and at this point in my life it's like how do i how do i take these these moments where i could could and usually would just be filled with shame how can i make building from there a point of pride yeah and and it's really important to be aware of that shame yeah yeah because 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 what we're ashamed of is, are, are the things that that often again provide connection yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely i think you know it's, it's sharing my story with you know about addiction and you know i that song that you played at the beginning like i've had so many people come up to me and be like thank you you know thank you and mm-hmm. that's that's just that connection you know with somebody who's like hey i struggled with this thing and i literally walked around every day full of shame, full of anger, full of regret, thinking I'm the only one. But you just shared a song about it, and you may not 
but you, you are, are you are making me feel not alone. And I want to believe that you are better off than when you wrote that song. And yeah. the truth is, I am. I'm much better off, but just being able to connect with somebody on something that like both of us were so ashamed of and afraid to connect on, um, you know, it, it provided us basically just a, a space where a space for authenticity. This might be an odd question and we, this may not go anywhere. This is just a thought that, I, that was occurring to me. Oh, I'm excited. So sometimes I will be out hanging out with a good friend. Uh, that I know very well. And we'll just kind of have these moments where it doesn't even feel it, like you don't even realize how much time has passed. And, it, 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 and, 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 and you know that you could laugh, you could be vulnerable, you could, I mean, I can, I, I can think of specific instances when I, when I, when I've just been out with friends laughing and, and having a great time or a specific friend where even just being silly and making up silly songs together sure but but it's just this this feeling of of that you you don't you you don't even you're not even aware of how connected you are to that person until you start realizing you look at the clock or something or or something happens have you ever had moments like that where you just feel just so you don't even realize how connected you are to somebody yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um i i've been driving for lyft for uh you know the probably last couple of months and I would definitely say, like, there's times where, like, I pick somebody up and, like, you know, my biggest thing is connection. It's something that, like, I try and do as often as possible. And so, you know, it's 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 always interesting to see, if, like, if it's an actual connection or if it's if the connection feels forced. Mm -hmm. And there's times where I, like, I look down and I'm, like, giving them a ride and I'm like, man, I wish this didn't have to end because it feels like it went by so fast. You know, there's definitely times where I was like, I have like a 30 minute ride and it feels like an hour and a half. So I'm like, there's, there's no connection there, but with the people who you, who you meet, um, whether it's, it's, you just met them for the first time or you've known them for forever, like watching, being able to watch that time just kind of like disappear like that. Like, especially cause time is such this, like such an agonizing thing. I feel like sometimes where you're like, this is going by so slowly, so slowly. And when you're with the right people, you can't even tell that it's you don't have enough of it. Yeah. And, the, and you know, just the feeling I get just from you talking with you. I, I've never met you in person. We've talked a few times here and there. Yeah. But, you know, I, 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 I get it. I just get a sense that you're, you're, you're pretty like chill and easygoing. And you. And and I, I think, you know, I. I, I you know, I, I can usually tell in the first few minutes based upon how people kind of get get my sense of humor or or just kind of go along with it or or things like that 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 we're gonna be able to 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 like get scratch scratch past the surface. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely people where you're like, okay, is this going to be a how's the weather or is it going to be like, hey, tell me what's bothering you today, uh, and I'll tell you that it's it's okay to feel that way. Yeah. And I feel like I, 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 I won't, I'm almost there with you. <laughs> like I'm, I'm about to like peel back this, this thing. That I, and I'm not sure what it is yet, but I'm trying to like get, get to it. Either, either it's, it's humor or whatever it is. There's something that, 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 cause I've thought, cause seriously, like I, I have thought about talking to you like this and having this conversation for, for a while 
and 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 just trying to to not necessarily understand you but 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 like like you said give you give i don't know not me giving you because i think you already know how to to get there i've got the impression you 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 kind of are understand getting connected to people and networking and figuring that out yeah but and 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 maybe you already know this about yourself to some degree but it seems like you you you, you are very grounded <laughs> i appreciate that i don't maybe feel like not. it all the time i i feel like it, i i appreciate it and i might be more grounded than i give myself credit for so i appreciate you saying that so that's something i can try and see a little bit more of myself well it comes across. I mean, you're, you're it, it, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, th- there are different performers and I, and the hard <laughs> for me when I do, do, when I, when I meet different like comedians and performers is that I, I, I'm, I, I think to myself, is this somebody that I can carry on a conversation with yeah. that, that, that is, that is not just the surface thing. And, and 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 I and I struggle with that sometimes when I meet different different comedians. Like, I, I, am I am I connecting with them? Is there something else that there is there an agenda here? Sure, uh, sure. I need to make it clear that that what I'm doing is is more about you know because I work in behavioral health and yeah. I see so many comedians struggling with with different mental health and 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 <laughs> even my wife says I don't know if that there's so many comedians struggling with mental health as Maybe that you you are yourself drawn. I am drawn to to that, but I do oftentimes, and I've said this before on other podcasts. There's just like a fine line between comedy and tragedy. But I I I really want people to know that too about me that I'm not a bullshitter. Yeah, I don't, and I want I want to support people, especially people who are who who have been impacted by their mental health and, and may have made choices in their life that have 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 been that have not portrayed them portrayed them for how they see themselves or want to be seen yeah absolutely so, so you you do seem to have some awareness around that um and i appreciate it yeah no i i i appreciate that i i spent a lot of my time being very uh i guess fake and it's not fake in the sense no, I was, it was, I was just, I was trying so hard to fit in. I was constantly just trying so hard to fit in. And it wasn't until I realized that like, I always thought that not speaking about my mental illness is what made me strong. And I realized that like speaking about it is what makes me strong and mm-hmm. speaking not only about mental illness, but just kind of just authenticity, just yeah. being as real as you can, because like I spent so much time being like, I don't like Dungeons and Dragons unless you guys like Dungeons and you don't like it. Oh, yeah, it's stupid. I, I've never played it. Oh, wait, you guys like it. Oh, yeah, I played it last week. It's <laughs> just so much of, of trying to fit in. It it really it, it exhausted me. And I realized at a certain point when I didn't have a single soul in the world that the only person who's opinion really matters about me is me because after everybody's gone even if we all left on a good note even even if that were to happen their opinion doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if they don't like me if they love me like i can't just i can't spend any more time trying to obsess over that because when covid hit i sat in a room by myself and i was like okay does it matter what fucking jim thought of me does it matter what fucking 
Ted. I don't know why I'm thinking of these. These are really random, weird white names. But because white <laughs> names are the easiest because <laughs> yeah. you can insult any white name yeah. and it's okay. If, if I said, yeah, if I said, uh, was Jamal think about me? It's like, well, well, I don't know. You know, he's part of the community. But, <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, is that you know, it's it. None of those people's opinions mattered because, like, I was sitting in a room by myself. And it, I was like, I have to be happy for the sake of me. I have to be able at the end of today and at the end of every day say, I did what I could to not only make this world a better place, but to make me happy. Yeah. Are there any, I don't, you don't have to name anything specific, but I'm just curious because if, if mental health is part of this, are, are there any specific places or any specific organizations or anything like that you're trying to to get connected to or are you connected to that that are giving you uh an opportunity or outlet to to perform or 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 work with or even volunteer with that for sure for sure i honestly don't have my eye on any organizations like Mm -hmm. specific organizations but that's only because the this the, the mental health just more working my my entertainment into a a niche in a in a market mm-hmm. it's that's that's a very new thing to me is yeah. you know i before i wanted to be for everybody and i still think that there are aspects of me that are for more people than i think but as far as you know narrowing it down and being like okay i want to speak by the end of next year i want to speak at this conference you know i don't have any goals like that so right. i guess uh you know i would i want to i want to this year build up my resources and find out who those people are that I want to contact and work with. Yeah. I think that that's a good way. I think, you know, keep working on the the thing that you want to do, which is your music developing that. Absolutely. Uh, And I think continue to uh, focus on this message. And then if you continue to connect with people authentically, you will, you, you know, it's it's like if you, if you build it, you know, things will, will, will work in your favor, but if you you get that out there and let's say things take off for you, then, you know, the way, like we were talking before this nonprofits kind of work is that they want to know how you can support them because they, they, they're, they're in a less of a position to just come out and support you. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And if you're in a position to do that, that can also, you know, uh, you know, help, help, you know, combat this these stigmas associated with mental health and and especially if you know the the message that you're creating with this album is start again there are so many people out there that that don't have that opportunity and and i i i again i i you know i even when i i do my open mics and host at the bare minimum that i tell people in the i say look we are just look this this as much as these comedians are part of this experiment the audience here is too not all of you audience members here understand that these are comedians working on their material some of their stuff's going to be funny some of their stuff's going to be terrible okay and if we can understand that nuance then we can give people an opportunity to learn and grow and give them feedback and a break right i'm not just kick anybody out of here because of something they said, I'm going to give them an opportunity to learn. And if they can learn and grow and start to, to read the room and understand that, then, then yeah, I mean, then give them a chance. Cause I, I'm going to sit up here and, and probably say some things that are not yeah. perfect by any means. Not perfect, not funny, not, yeah. you know, not something I ever want to repeat again. Like there's, 
I think that it, to me, it sounds like you run, uh, you create a space for a really awesome room, you know, just like the way that you're supportive and the way that you're understanding and the way that you're, I guess you, you have a lot of compassion. You have a lot of compassion for this art and you have a lot of compassion for the artists. So I think that that goes a long ways towards creating a space that, that people want to be a part of. And it makes the people who are in the audience not upset to be there because you, you prepared them. You said, hey, like, we're all just doing our best. And yeah. that's, and a, that's a good message. No, and I want to I make that grow. I mean, I, and I definitely know that, you know, that just, 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 you know, the, the things that I, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm Jewish, but I grew up, you know, as a white guy and I, and I feel privileged and, and I have opportunity and things have, sure, have sure. been mostly pretty good. But, but I, I often, you know, like I, I wake up pretty much every day and I say, how can I be better than, than yesterday? And how can I give myself a break? Because definitely, you know, I'm hard on myself and, yeah. and, and I'm also working on not being so hard on myself. But I, but I, but but the more I talk to people like you and other people, I, I I realize that, man, everybody is just a different perception of what is going on in this world. Yeah. And 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 uh and and how and at the bare minimum, how can we you know, just like we said, connect, but also not get so sucked into whatever is going on in the, the media. Cause when I look around, I, I, and, and maybe it's just because of the lens and the world I live in that I do see a lot of good things happening. It's just really hard, especially when I talk to people and they're like, no, 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 it's way worse than it is. And I'm yeah. trying to understand how things are way worse because I'm trying to give, you know, I don't know. I'm really, I, I really want this world to be a healthier, more positive place. And that yeah. to be the consistent thing. I just don't always know if that's, that's what's really going on. And, and all I can know is that through conversations like this, that, hey, Zane is doing the best he can do. Yeah. He's trying to create something. And he has this idea that's, that, that is starting to form and will, will become something bigger. And, and hopefully, you know, it, 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 it pans out in a direction that isn't just about, you know, making money, although that's nice, make it, but, 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 but make, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's you can make money. Holy work. shit, that's crazy. <laughs> but I've been performing for so long, I just thought you got drink tickets for alcohol. You don't yeah, drink anymore. Yeah, no, you just get tickets. That, that's it. No, but, 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 but using your platform for, you know, something that is more philanthropic or something like that. And I, and that's, 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 that's what I want, want to do. And that's how I was raised too, is that you have to, you have to like find an opportunity at the right time in your life, but don't feel bad that you can't give back right yeah. away but you want to be able to be in the position and i, I think about that a lot in well terms i had somebody i had somebody kind of just point out you know he's like because i had there's a point where i had a psychotic break and i really beat myself up about what happened during that mm -hmm. and i had told a friend that i really wanted to become an advocate. I wanted to, you know, speak on the topic and, you know, just not only share my, the story of my growth, but encourage growth in others. And he had said to me, he's like, Hey, if all you did was heal after that, that's a big deal. Yeah. And it really, 
it put it into perspective. Like, yes, I do want to, I want to get my message out there. I want to, I want to share with people. I want to, I want to grow. I want to grow. I want to help people grow. There's so much that I want to do, but if all I did was heal from one of the most difficult times of my life, then I have done more than countless other people have done. And I should be proud. Yeah. It, 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 I, you know, I, I, when I used to work in a psychiatric unit and, you know, I'd see a lot of these, these patients just struggling to see that any positive change was happening. I would mm-hmm. tell them, I said, were you able to, to get up and calmly walk to the kitchen and grab a snack and say thank you and and feel like like pay attention to those little moments when you can yeah because those are the things that that are are displaying your ability to thrive and it, it's a simple thing but but if you can can recognize that and 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 you know maybe you won't get the 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 validation from somebody else but if you can recognize that as something then you are being mindful which is part of dbt which yeah. is being mindful and and i try to do this i mean i, I would tell people this like you, when i pick up a coffee particularly in the winter i like the way it feels and even if though it's might just be a few seconds it's just my few seconds to like close my eyes and think that this cup feels good and this is my moment to just to be present with my coffee mug before no. i drink it no and absolutely then, and and if you start incorporating things then it's not just about like drinking the coffee it's about paying attention to the the other things around you like i mean and it, you know this, this conversation has already been an hour and we have to wrap it up but <laughs> like that, that but but it's gone by so fast and and, and i will hey, I, it's, it's that thing that we were talking about right yeah yeah it, and and, and the, this thing that we're describing i can't i don't there i, I want to say it's in korean it's one of the other places i've traveled there's a word for it uh, uh, that describes like that moment you have, and then the moment that's gone. There, there's got to be a word for it. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Uh, All right. Well, we'll have to talk about it next time yeah. we uh, get together to do it. Yes. Here. Totally. Uh, but I, there is a book. But oh, I, 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 it's a hard book to understand. But they, but I know that that it's this philosopher named Martin Buber. He wrote a book called I and Thou, and this is what he talks about. He calls there's an I and Thou relationship that 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 people can have, and then we objectify it as soon as we say, oh goodness, it's already been 63 minutes, things like that. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I'm just talking about the, the idea that, that, that you, that we as people can, can be more present and mindful and it's hard to do it consistently all the time. But when you have that time, you, you'll actually reduce your anxiety, reduce, uh, reduce the symptoms of depression because you'll be more present. And if you can kind of, generally kind of vacillate between that feeling when you're even in a conversation with somebody uh then then you're gonna one bring out kind of the the authenticity of who they are while also them feeling that connection which is an important part for comedy is like how do you create an atmosphere or performance how do you create an atmosphere where not just the audience feels connected but you feel connected with them it's a it's a big question (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, let's we'll we'll have to answer it on our uh, on our next talk. Yes. So I appreciate you taking the time. Is there anything you wanted to add before we kind of wrap it up here? 
Not a single word. I had okay. an amazing conversation. I just want to say that Noah is a great podcaster and okay. a uh, very sincere friend. And if you have a chance to listen to this podcast or any of his other stuff, you should do so. Oh, well, thank you. And I appreciate you, Zane. Is there any song that you would like of yours that you'd like to play out with? Or is there any, any Ooh, song? Like let's, so let's end on Say His Name. All right. Let's see. I'm going to do this. There it is. It's coming up. Let's see. Let's see if I can get it. Uh, there it is. Click. Stuck the dismount. I'm playing it. Download. Let's see. If it, there we go. Thank you again. Yeah, thank you. I'll talk to you later. Bye.